Well, yeah, that's obviously that's, that's why our dads aren't allowed to listen. Correct. Welcome to the Golden Deuce, coast to coast. We are your hosts, Gabriel and Clay. I am, of course, Gabriel, and I am Clay. Uh, here we are. Uh, it's 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 a time of the year. It's a and yeah, you're definitely here is a time, and you're listening. And we appreciate it, and we just wanted to let you know that there are other ways that you could show your support. Uh, for instance, what could they do? What could they do? Oh, they could go and follow us. What? On any sort of social media. Social media? I wasn't even thinking. I was just going to tell them to recommend it to a friend again, because that seems to be working. Just Clay Jones on Instagram and Twitter. Kerr.Gabriel on Instagram and gabriel kerr ladies and gentlemen he doesn't understand twitter (laughs) fuck you (laughs) (laughs) but tell me i'm wrong it's at gabriel m kerr on twitter sorry and at kerr dot gabriel on instagram that's not complicated at all um i fucked up i wasn't planning to do any of this shit when i made either one of those i know i probably should make it it get it but you could also follow us collectively collectively yeah under together golden deuce inc on instagram and the golden deuce on twitter listen and follow and and bring some friends stick around after the ad break for a brand new episode here it comes in your ear holes hi oh no 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 so this is how we're starting so welcome to the show (laughs) yep that's how we're gonna start everything Makes me want to dance. Stomp. Thank you, Kirk Franklin, for that intro music. Stomp. Okay. I appreciate it. Stomp. That's where we're going today. Uh, I feel so. We have a I guest. I feel like I'm going to call you out for for dog whistling, right? Like like we j- like we haven't even started the podcast yet, and you're going to come in with Kirk Franklin with our first black guest. I'm just I'm calling you out for that right now. I'm just you know, I'm going to. I'm gonna get the cart before the horse. It is that is fair. That is fair. Um, but but hang on, it's not dog whistling. It was more it's of not. it's not toe talking. I, I guess. No, nope. how dare you stop? I get my I get my it. fucking racist terms mixed up because you do all you of them, do. and I forget what no. you're doing. What what it was was <laughs> I I know that that's such a harsh way to introduce the podcast stupid mm. intro bit that we do every time. Mm-hmm. Which is for for anyone who's just tuning into this episode, and uh, for Pierre, our guest, um, I start out as though, even though we have the same intro song every episode, I start out as though some old Christian song because we we both grew up in church. That's what the whole uh, first episode's about. You don't need to go into that today, but so so I start out as though a super obscure Christian song has just introed our podcast where we have filthy mouths and, and do terrible things and talk about terrible things. Uh, so it's a stupid gag. That's how we start every episode. And to be fair, I did specifically choose Kirk Franklin because that could be jarring to our guest. And I wanted him to at least like, I wanted the chance of him to be like, I know those lyrics. I know what song we're talking about at least. 
in a sea of confusion. That's fair. We is don't that, know if he grew up fair? in the church. That's fair. We don't, I don't know. But, know but everybody knows Stomp by Kurt Franklin. Am I am I wrong? Pierre Escargot, our guest. Our guest, Pierre. Sure. Yes, and I, I do know the Franklin de la Kirk. Good. Uh, Excellent. That's, that's what we were hoping. Many hits, and he had the gospel. And my mom, my mom used to beat my ass to stomp <laughs> uh, Sunday afternoon after church. <laughs> so she put a little. She put a little extra in it. I, I, I've heard that. Thing. Oh, yeah. Now I feel like I've triggered you right off. The, right off the do you top. still? Do you still like jerk a little bit when you hear when you hear? The thing? The yeah, intro yeah. coming on. Yeah, I don't stir the song. <laughs> you know? Clap my hands. No, we won't. <laughs> so, Pierre Escargot. Pierre, is that? I mean, is that what you want us to introduce you as? Yeah, that's fine. That's cool. I tell people I'm not very specific. A lot of people fuck my name up, so I don't really care anyway. I tell people this. I'm like, like I don't give. A singular fuck. You know how many comedians talk shit about me about my shoes? <laughs> like, I, like, I go to a lot of black rooms and like I walk in and they're like, bro, let me wear like some fucking New Balance threes or some shit like that. And I'm like, okay, and and they're like, yeah, you need to get them new Jordans. I'm like, so you want me? So you you're just out here wearing three hundred dollar shoes, bombing. Congratulations. You <laughs> <laughs> just fucking. Bombed in the most expensive <laughs> pair of I've ever seen. Like, cool. Those are some first-run Air Force Ones, and you didn't get a goddamn laugh. So, right. I'm like, what else? What else? Congratulations! Do you have? Like, you're the flyest, you're the flyest unbooked comedian I've ever seen. Like, I've never seen somebody oh, like God so fresh and unsuccessful oh, at the God same damn. time. <laughs> Yeah. Like you one of those all show no like, you know so oh like i tell like i sell furniture and people are like you know i want a beauty rest i want a ceiling mattress i'm like why like what do you mean why it's the best one i'm like it's not they're like what's the best one i'm like whatever you like more <laughs> it doesn't matter what the name of mm-hmm. it is i'm like that's like saying i run faster in nikes no you run faster mm-hmm. because everyone else is slower than you doesn't matter what shoes you are wearing, it's unless true. you're wearing boots. Well, from what I then hear, it's impressive. That. Well, that's fair. If you're wearing, if you're wearing like a pair of Tims, you're probably not. So, hey, if you wear a pair of Tims and you're still fast, that's impressive. Congratulations, the, the kudos. That's impressive. Right. That's what impresses me. So, <laughs> that th- that reminds me. Um, the <laughs> I've been I've been binge watching Blue Bloods, which it's. It's so wild because I'm in such a state of mind of fuck the police, but I'm like binge watching <laughs> this wholesome, like, Im- like beautiful image painting of the police show, and it, it, it's absurd. You're trying to sympathize, brother. But I'm not trying to, honestly. I mean, maybe I'm trying to correct because I'm ready to like, like I'm every time I see a cop car burning right now, I'm like, fuck yeah. I mean, I'm not going to burn my <laughs> own cop cars, but when I see them burning, I'm like, goddamn right. More of them need to burn, uh, which is also why I'm not going to the protests because I don't want to be that. Uh, oh, outside fuck. instigator that know. they keep talking about on the yes. news. So yes, or I don't want to appear that. Really, I'm just ready to burn some fucking cop cars. Oh god, we got to cut that like, out. Look, I can't. 
I'm not going to start a fire. Yeah, my wife, I, she went to... I won't put it out. Right. If, if there is a fire... I'm not a firefighter. Are you kidding me? I, <laughs> I'm not I'm an arsonist, but I'm definitely not a firefighter either. I don't even have a bucket. I don't know what you want from me. I, I don't even right. have a bucket, bro. What do you want me I to couldn't do? get a brigade together to save my life. Are you kidding me? Uh, I can't get three best friends to help me move. How do you want mm -hmm. me to fight this mm -hmm. fire? Mm -mm. What What do you? Yeah, I've got nothing. Anyways, so but but the idea of running in Tim's, you see it every day on any police procedural set in New York City. You see people that have gotten really good at running in Tim's. That, uh, that was a long way around to a stupid joke that barely landed. And I'm being generous with my use of the word barely. Uh, so the reason Pierre is uh, uh, one of our <laughs> first guests, we've had one other guest um, who he came on after the first time he ever went up on stage and uh, yeah. kind of like the like a couple days after. Yeah, just a few. Days. So and he's a friend of ours from a long time ago. Okay. It was a guy named Will. He's he just a friend of ours. No, he's only been yeah. up the once because that was the, in once, like yeah. the oh. end of but February he did, or something. He did well. Like yeah, I don't understand was, why he's like, and he's got the he's got no, the it was it was knack for it at least. He was gonna come back to that spot, but like I literally don't think they had it the next week because of COVID. If I'm not mistaken on the timeline, if they did, oh shit, they was it right on the, the cusp after? Yeah. So, but he, he's a friend of ours. He was there the first night that we both went up. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so we had him on as a, a guest because he's an old friend and whatnot. But you're the first, like, comic guest that we've had on our podcast. Um, Which was a podcast that was supposed to be about comics and, like, you know, the journey of, like, starting out and, and getting going and everything. And that's literally... Just getting into this, you know? We got two fucking episodes in before the shutdown. And we were like, what in the fuck? So now our podcast has just been whatever the fuck it is. But but the goal was... Nah, see, now you can still keep it as it was. It just becomes something else. Well, that's yeah, it's just what, more. That's what has to happen. It's still happening. Yeah. Exactly, right? Like, it's a mirror of that. Right. But but so part of the reason that it's important that you're our first comic guest is because you were the first comic that we like had a cigarette with and like talked to <laughs> after the first night that we both went up because we both went up the same night together. I remember and, you, Clay. I remember your first right, night. Right, because we've bumped into each other a couple more times since then for sure. Yeah. Um, but but Gabriel was he's he's in San Jose. So he was just okay. in town in Atlanta that weekend, uh, and and we booked it at the. Skull yeah, we've been talking shit back and forth for years about going up, and I went up when I was when I was like fifteen, sixteen. I met two guys who were stand up comedians. They were Christian stand up comedians, and I met them through church. But um, I started going around the U.S. with them, like on their tour, and just doing like you know sound like roadie shit like i would do sound and you know carry their you know shit and whatever but then they started working me into a couple of their bits and like i would you know back and forth because they did a couple skits in their act uh right and so i got the fucking bug when i was young and then when i was like 24 25 i met a couple stand-up comics when i was living in austin texas and i emceed for them a few times 
but I never did like actual written material. It was just it was just that I was doing intros and you know warming up the crowd and shit. So, so that was the first time I'd ever actually gone on stage and done like performed my own material and and sang for Clay. But we like I said, we've been talking shit about it for like two years. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so I went and saw a comic uh, like record his Netflix special here in Atlanta, and. I had always wanted to try comedy, but it was like this thing that some people did that I had no fucking idea how to even go about doing for the first time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and the only time I'd ever been to a comedy club or a comedy show at all was to see uh, I had seen Christopher Titus and I had seen Norm MacDonald live. And those two are fucking killers. And so I saw killers kill. And then I was like, I can't fucking do that. Why would I ever try that? <laughs> and then I went. Harrison is the thief of joy. Right? I, yes. No, that's that's a good point. So don't you dare compare yourself to fucking Norm Macdonald. No, no, obviously. But but that was before I'd ever been on stage. I, I had never even thought about, you know, I was at the punchline or whatever, and I was I had never even thought about them to, having an open mic there that I could go sign up for, you know? And then I went and saw this comic uh, who taped a Netflix special in uh, Atlanta. And uh, he, again, he's a killer and he just killed. And I'm like, there's no way I could do that. But his opener that night, I was like, hey, I think I could, I think I could do that at least, you know? And so I set a deadline by my 35th birthday, I was going to get on stage walking out of that comedy special that night and so we we booked it and we both went up on the same night and we met you there and you were leaving to go to cat's corner or cat's cafe yeah i remember yeah we got bumped by chris tucker for about 30 minutes and then fuck him for that (laughs) (laughs) what he did to my nerves that first night i ever went up on stage ever i will go the opposite direction interrupt you no, no interrupt you. Your guest. So right after Chris Tucker got on stage, um, uh-huh. I was supposed to go up right before him. Uh-huh. So I uh-huh. got bumped by Chris Tucker. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I was like, uh-huh. fuck, I'm gonna be late for cat. <laughs> because <laughs> yes. I was like, but you yes. know what? He's Chris Tucker. He's gonna do like 10, 12, 13 minutes. He uh-huh. did like, like 45. I think it was 38. I think it was 38. Of just rambling too. It was he wasn't even and doing was, material. It was just he bullshit. Was bombing. <laughs> he was fucking bombing. He was using his Netflix material. And this is what I tell people. I'm not a hater. I'm not a hater. There are right. people that I genuinely do not think that are funny that have killed rooms. And I'm like, all right, it doesn't matter what my opinion yeah. funny is. Yeah. They did a good fucking job. He did not do a good fucking job. What he did, no, he went there and did his impressions. I'll tell you this: uh-huh. it's uh-huh. good to see him, but the material yes. he used was not funny. And no. the reason why the material he used wasn't funny because if anyone else said the things that he said, it would not be funny. It would be mean uh-huh. a couple of the times. <laughs> there were a couple of things. So, yeah. but look, after he went on. Joe comes up to me. I think it was Joe Smith that was hosting. He was like, hey, uh, nobody wants to go up after Chris Tucker. And I was like, who is nobody? Who's nobody? They were like, what do you mean? I said, I'll fuck out of here right now. 
And Joe was like, are you serious now? <laughs> Fuck him. I'm going right now. Yeah. And they were like, all right, bet. I went out there. I wasn't even, I wanted to do like new material, if you will. And I was like, no, I'm going to stick it to these folks. And I remember I went out yeah. there and I, everybody was yeah. still all electric thunder dynamite and shit. And I was like, yeah, that was cool, huh? He did warm that crowd up. He did. They were. And they I was were. like, so. I was like, so uh, y'all really like that, huh? And they were like, yeah. I was like, Chris Tucker, right? And I was like, yeah. I was like, y'all ready to bring that energy? Way the fuck down. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to my spiel or whatever. And I remember two of my friends were there, Max and Emily. No one ever comes to my shows. And the two of them were there and I worked with them. And they were like, yo, you got another show? And I was like, yeah, I got to go to Cats right now. And they were like, bet. So then we walked because it wasn't too far. It was like two blocks away. And then we get to cats and they were, there was nowhere to sit except right up front. And they were like, damn, we got to sit up front. We're the only two white people here. And I said, yeah, good job. It's going to be a great show. (laughs) 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 So they go up front. Fat man. DZ goes up first. He is knocking and I'm, I'm intimidated. (laughs) I was like, fuck, my friends just saw me kill. They're going to see me eat ass in front of a hundred black people. This is great. And uh, then Rodney Perry comes in and I was like, God damn it. (laughs) Rodney Perry starts killing. And then Tyler Chronicles comes in and I was like, uh, and he, everybody's killing. And then Maurice is like, Hey, you want to go up? And I was like, no, <laughs> he was like, yeah, you're going up. And I was like, cool. And then Chris Tucker walks in. Uh. <laughs> I just grabbed my face. <laughs> and he was like, hey, man, didn't I just see your cats? And I was like, yeah, no, at the skull. And I was like, yeah, he goes, you following me? And I was like, no. You just <laughs> he was like, here okay. And then, because he talked about my two friends. You're like, you're about to bump me again, motherfucker? <laughs> Of course he is. That's what happens at the Cats. Everybody gets bumped. Everybody. Yeah. Fuck your hopes and dreams at Cats. Um, and then Chris Tucker walked in. We had the little whatever. And then he goes up, did the same material, whatever. He was up for like 45 minutes. And Maurice Sims comes up and he was like, hey, you want to go up? And I was like, yes. And he was like, for real? And I was like, yes. And then I went up. Did my thing. I did all new material that night. I remember, and I've like fucking killed and too. Everybody was like, "Yo, Chris Tucker just yelled at people," <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I was there twice." Tw- yeah, yeah, I saw it. I saw a double. Yeah, yeah. I got God, bumped damn. by Chris Tucker like five times that week. Yeah, because you talked to us that night after the your first set there. And you were like, yeah, this is already the set. It was either the second or third time you'd been bumped right. by him already. Yeah, because you're, you're, yeah. It, it may have been a different night too, because uh, Brittany was the one who hosted the first night we went up. Yeah, Brittany Jones. did. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so he uh, did it again. But you definitely oh. told me sh- the next time I saw you after that, you were like, yeah, I literally had that conversation with you guys, said peace out, went to Cats. And got bumped again by Chris Tucker. That <laughs> so I was, I and then people so like, man, you got to relax, man. Like that's Chris Tucker. Like you got bumped by Chris Tucker, and I was like, I don't fucking care. This right. is an open mic. Why are you here doing forty-five <sighs> minutes? Right. Well, do you, uh, now I think it's all water under the bridge. So I don't, I don't feel like it's gossiping to 
or not gossip, whatever. I don't think it's shitting on anybody to talk about it, but do you feel any differently about Kevin Hart just shutting down the open mics or do you like, how do you feel about that? So the Kevin Hart, no, I don't feel like any heat or whatever towards it. Like, which is worse in your opinion though? Well, I will say this. I never, but he's funny. You can't be as mad at him because he's funny when he steals right. your time. <laughs> Because when Andrew Scholes was there, for oh, like, bro, oh my God. And when Andrew Scholes was there, uh, for like, he was there for like two nights, two or three nights. Three nights. And I, I, went I, down I like night. met him two of those three nights. And the difference between, for example, Andrew Scholes. I was Scholes sorry, and real quick. I got to interrupt. I was mad as fuck at you when you walked into the green room. Because we like we just met you, we had like one little exchange with you, and then you just walked into the green room like you own the place, and I was like, "This motherfucker, god damn it!" <laughs> oh, like the green green, yeah, room. like the, yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah. You walked in, and I was like, "Oh, the ah, weekend regular." What's it like in there? <laughs> Couches are so comfy. <laughs> okay. There's air conditioning in there. It was hot as fuck in that backstage. God damn. Bring you hot wings, tater tots, and queso. Uh, and are you allowed to smoke it. weed back there? I feel and like there's free weed back there. Buckets of beers for free. Andrew Schultz had to borrow my lighter, so I'm 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 pretty sure that you're allowed to smoke weed only there. Yeah, we we, we were definitely high back there. Exactly. It was a good time. So, he smoked the blunt on stage. Oh, damn. Schultz did? You didn't hear about that? No, I heard about Pete Davidson trying it. No, Bro, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So he was on stage, like, you know, fucking killing, per usual. Yeah. And Like he does. He was like, so uh, they don't let y'all smoke weed in Atlanta? And everybody was like, yeah, but it's decriminalized, whatever. And he was like, what does that mean? <laughs> and they were like, if you get caught with it, like, you know, they'll write you a ticket, but you're not going like to jail. And he was like, for real? <laughs> I could just and they were like, yeah. And he was like, oh, okay. And he pulls out this tube from his pocket. Mm -hmm. and he, you, know, you know, Aaron Odom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Aaron were like on the side, like looking through the curtains while he was on stage. Mm -hmm. And Aaron was like, no. And I was like, what? And he was like, he's he she no 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 don't do it dude don't do it. And yeah, I was like, yeah, what? Yeah. And he was like, if they smoke inside of here, this is when they said no smoking cigarettes or anything at the skull anymore. Right. right. He was like, if he smokes in here or whatever, they could lose like their business license. Yep. Oh shit! Was it was like that. It was like on the line. Yes. Mm -hmm. So he pulls it out or whatever, and he was like, so you trying to tell me that somebody's gonna call the cops on me if I light a joint on stage? <laughs> <laughs> and then people were like, no, 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 smoke. And I was like, ooh. And then he lights it up. He was like, don't worry, it's CBD. <laughs> yes. And then like everybody laughed. And I was like, yo, no, no. He he just goes, lights it up. Oh, start smoking. And I'm going to tell you okay. something, bro. That was no CBD, my friend. That was no, gas. no, it wasn't. You know it wasn't. Fuck no. Bro, it was gas. I was high from the second puff when he blew that shit out. That's amazing. Yeah. So I'm backstage and I see from the cameras, like in the green green room, you can see like the security cameras. Um, 
and we saw like the bartenders and like the people in the hallway that were like outside by the door kind of like freaking out like going like oh shit like kind of scrambling and pulling out their phones and then bob was like uh in the back back in the green room there's like an emergency exit in the hallway and that's usually where people smoke weed because you know people like live upstairs in those buildings okay oh i didn't know that yeah um but that's where usually where people smoke bob was in there uh like he wasn't smoking or anything he was just in there on the phone and then like one of the bartenders comes back into the green room then goes into the green green room opens the door and was like where's bob we got to call marshall and they call marshall uh this other shit and, and bob comes up to me and he was like he's really not smoking to join on stage he's, please tell me he's not and i was like i ain't gonna lie to you bro that nigga smoking it's fatty happening. it's <laughs> happening <laughs> But yeah, so Bob Bob comes out with a cup of water out. and Bob is on stage, and he was like, he was like, uh, he puts no before that he was like, we got to cut the show, and I was like, what? Oh shit! Just straight up like accent. Yeah, he was like, Ooh. we got to cut the show. He was like, I just got the phone with Marshall, and he was like, I do not want to be the one to cut Andrew Schultz right now, dude. <laughs> no, like, not at all. Fuck no. Because he, especially when he's killing, he was killing. That's the Fuck no. Oh shit! So Bob goes out, and then he was like, "Hey, he's like, you got to put that shit out." And Andrew was like, "For real?" And he was like, "Yeah, we got to cut it, man." And he was like, "Ah, oh, I'm sorry." And everybody was like, "Boo!" And Andrew was like, "No, no, no, no." He was like, "He's doing his job. He's doing his job." He was like, "I'm an asshole. I, I, I know I shouldn't have." Right. And, um, and he was, like, "It's all right." He's, like, "I put it out," and he put it out, and he was like, uh, "He's like, can I at least finish the joke?" And Bob was like, yeah, go ahead. And he was like, all right. And he was like, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. And everybody was like, oh. He was like, no, no, no. He said, you know, it's it's all right. I don't want, the, you know, the place to get fined, or, you know, or anything. So he said, like, two or three more jokes, and then he got off stage, and he just went backstage, and Bob was, like, back there, and they just talked for a while. And, like, I was in the green, green room, and I was like, I feel like I should just leave. <laughs> so, you know, I walked out. Foskey was there, too, that night. And, okay. um Foskey actually was hosting hosting that whole weekend yeah yeah and um you know they talked for a while and then i went in there after bob left like i bob handed them their checks and he was like yeah this uh this is a problem and he was like uh, i don't think he's going to be able to come back to the skull anymore oh, oh no and i was like i was like ah yeah i mean I get it. He's banned from like another comedy club in Colorado, not Colorado, somewhere in like Arkansas or some shit for doing the same thing. Ah, that's rough. Well, that can't. Apparently, I heard. So, so I apparently when Chappelle was there, he was gonna light a cigarette, and then like they were like, "Don't," and he didn't. Yeah, I was gonna say Chappelle has gotten banned from a couple clubs for just a cigarette. So a joint, and you're not Chappelle. Yeah, fucking <laughs> yeah. yeah, like they were like Dave Chappelle just held his cigarette like in his hand or in his mouth the entire time he was on stage. Uh-huh. So I went to a comedy clubhouse show at the Skull a while ago, while ago, and um, I had a joint on me, and th- they were talking. This was the first time they they talked me into going up for comedy clubhouse, uh, and. So they were telling me how it worked and they explained the wheel. They're like, the wheel has different things on it. And I'm like, okay, like what kind of things? And uh, Bob was like, uh, one of the things tonight is prove you're not a cop. And I was like, cool, cool. Okay. All right. <laughs> and so the, 
I I went up to Manzac because he's the only one that I like kind of know there really. Like nobody else knows my name. You know, they've seen my face right. a handful of times. They they don't know me. I don't expect them to. Manzac and I like we we talk and he knows me. And so I asked him, I was like, yo, I was like, if I get the wheel item that says prove you're not a cop, I was like, if I like this joint, is that a bad idea? Like, I, I was like, I mean, I know it's a bad idea, but I was like, is that like a, I'll never be allowed here anymore kind of yeah. idea? And he's like, oh, 100%. He's like, Pete Davidson, <laughs> Pete Davidson did it last month. And he's like, there was talk of him never being come back or never being able to come back. And I was like, cool. Got it. I won't do that. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, that I had the same instinct and I was like, but I'm nobody, and that might probably just get me kicked out for forever, you know? Right. So I didn't. Then, yeah, fuck, and that. fucking kicked out when you're just getting started. Like, right. if you're honestly, if you're into Schultz and you get kicked out of a club, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Like, Ben <laughs> almost uh, banned me from the skull because I used to have, I, I used to have these uh, comedy cards, like business cards, <laughs> and it would have the nights of the week that I performed at certain clubs. Okay. And every time I performed at the skull, even before I was a regular or a resident, I would only ask to perform on Mondays. Cause at the time that was the only day I had off from like my job that I can do comedy mm-hmm. from Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. Okay. And then I remember one night I was, you know, handing out some cards cause people, you know, great, blah, blah, blah. And then the next morning or a couple of, or like the day after I was checking my emails and Ben sends, I get an email from Ben. He was like, is this your card? And why are you telling people that you perform here every Monday? Oh, shit. Oh, man. And I looked at the card and it was, it was my card. It had my face on it. it. had my email, my Facebook, like my information and shit. And he was like, I found these, you know, at the skull. And I was like, well, I'm not saying I perform at the skull every Monday, every week, because that's not how it works at the skull. And I was right. like, I just said that I perform at the skull on Mondays because every time I've asked you to book me, it's been on a Monday. Um, and he was like, and you didn't want to print different cards. Yeah. For, and you don't want to print different cards for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even that, you know, I just like, you know, perspective is a, is a bitch, you know? So even though right. you say one thing, people may interpret it as another thing, which is understandable. So, you know, I was just like, you know, I didn't mean anything by it or implying that, you know, I perform here every week because I don't. And I was like, I also have my email address and my Instagram and it said for show dates or questions, you know, go to the site. And he was like, oh, okay. And then time went by like a couple of like a couple of weeks went by, actually. And then I went to go perform again. at them. But also. But what? Sorry, real quick. But also like. Do you do you have a problem with me saying I perform here? Because if you don't have a problem with me performing here, like, why the fuck can't I advertise that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's more people like right. Like, if if I have any kind of reach with which I'm a fucking human being, like, there's some people that give a fuck that I'm here doing what I do. Like, why is that a negative thing that I'm saying I perform? Like, fuck, that's well, no, it's it's uh, it's kind of like false promotion and advertising. Yeah, it's like you were like a little like I could see a little bit you were like stepping out of line. You know what I'm saying? You were saying something was happening that you know was maybe bigger, but also like fuck off. Isn't that how everybody gets ahead is by saying you're doing a little bit of something that maybe you're not doing yet? Like no, well, I sorry, mean continue. 
I mean, I feel you on that, but I don't operate that way. Like, I know some people that may or may not do or, you know, like, hey, I'm, you know, featuring for this person. You know, I've opened for this person, blah, blah, blah. And they've not done that. They've just been the host that night when that person came in type deal. Oh, yeah. So it's true. But then again, it's not. So, you know, it all depends on how you look at the situation. Like, did, like for example, I could say I opened for Bill Burr. I didn't, but I performed right before him. I don't think <laughs> right. We could we could yeah, we could say that we could say that Chris Tucker, that Chris opened, Tucker for opened for us. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think we've made that joke, but yeah. No, but I think that's the thing is like it's it's one thing to be like I you know hey I've done a room with this person like like or I've worked with. So this were you were you performing consistently on Monday nights? Like you were. This was before you were a resident. You said. Yeah, this is before I was a resident. Okay, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. so yeah, so, it so was you were a like, little, hey, you were a little out of it's stolen. Well, no, no, no. Okay, so like that's fair. Put it like this. So now you're giving me flashbacks. So before the pandemic, oh, okay. So <laughs> a lot of these quote unquote comedy rooms have like these politics, these unexplicable mm-hmm. underlining politics, right? Oh yeah. So let's say the skull. Um, before I was a regular or a resident, I had performed at the skull for about two years. At first, it would be like once or twice a month. Like I would email like the night I got off stage and like say as uh-huh. soon as possible mm-hmm. the first right. Monday. Yeah, let me get back. Right. But I would also just go to the skull on the other nights that I couldn't make it there and just kind of, you know, talk to the comedians, like network, this, that, and the third. And then I would find out about other rooms. So before the pandemic, there were three rooms you could hit on a Monday that I was aware of. It's like Noni's, Star Bar, and The Skull. Mm -hmm. Or something. Oh, Hole in the Wall. Okay. Hole in the Wall. And then, so I would literally go to The Skull first then go like to Hole in the Wall. And then I would hit like a couple other shows, whatever, whatever. And then Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, the skulls were open mic. Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays were like the best of or like the book shows. Right. I would not go to the book shows only because I didn't really know those people. Right. But I would still like talk to those people. So I went there for quite a while and then they would see me there. And then some people would not show up or like not make the time for sign in. Yep. Yep. And then Mm -hmm. they'd be like, yo, you want to go up? And I'm like, bet I did that a lot. And yeah, I, fuck yes, I do. I got up a lot and I killed a lot. And I learned yeah. this from Plug Chapman. That's like, key. I wanted to take a couple of writing key. classes, but Plug, Plug met me early on and was like, for real, for real. He was like, what you want to sign up for these classes for? And I was like, you know, to learn comedy, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, you don't need that shit. And I was like, what you mean? And he said, that class is for people who don't understand comedy who don't Uh-oh. even know right. what a joke is, who don't know what a setup or a premise is. He's like, you already know this shit. He was like, so don't waste your time or your money. He goes, also, because I asked him, I said, how do you get to the best of? How do you get to these weekend shows? How do you get booked? That's what every like beginning comedian wants to know. Mm-hmm. And he was like, if you want to get booked, you're going to need somebody to vouch for you. Short and simple. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, right. and he was like, and if you want to get booked at the skull, specifically at the skull for the quote unquote best of shows, get quote unquote paid for it. Do not go to the skull and try new material. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, what do you mean? 
And he was like, the skull is not a place for you to try material. Even though it's an open mic night, it's not an open mic. It's an audition. Yep. And I was like, okay. And he was like, so every time you go, kill it. Do not. He said, like, you got to be so good that they have to feel stupid for not wanting you on a show. Uh huh. And, he was, and he's saying, you can't just uh-huh. do it one time. You got to do it every, every time. Fucking time. Right. And he was like, don't you bomb. <laughs> right. Hence, hence you not doing new material after Chris Tucker. Like, fuck this. Right. I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to kill it. Like, I'm going to get all the laughs. And I, that's, the person, that's basically the instinct I had going into it. I was like, I the, the with the rarity that you get on an open mic there, I was like, I'm mm-hmm. not going to try out the new stuff. I'm going to do the stuff that I already know works. Like Because in your mind, you keep saying, like, I don't want to keep doing the same jokes. I want to do something different. I got this yeah. I'm working on. Yeah. It's, it's not a bad thing to have that, but there's a time and place. No, it's the right attitude. Right. It is, and that's that's yeah. why I liked Comedy Clubhouse so much too, because it, it it made you do a little bit of that, you know. Yeah, and I never felt that way. Like I never was comfortable just doing the same material, this, that, and the third. And then I learned it's not about what I think. It's not even about it. It kind of is, but it's mostly not what other comedians think about you. Right. Because yeah, but that's the best like, feeling. Like, no, okay, it's 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 two different things. So like, but it's kind of not. You need making an audience roar is great. Like that's that's the best. You know what I'm saying? Like that that's where it's at. Like that's what we're all doing this for. But making making the back of the room laugh. Yeah, when you get is that's almost better. It's almost better than making every other normie laugh. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes if you can get no. all the comics, like, ah, I killed for real. Like, I'm going to say this. So that part, yes, but that part, no. Okay. Uh, and that's where the issue of not I mean, if you want to make money, you got to make the everybody else laugh, right? But, you know. And that's the thing. I've never really been in it for the money. And this, I like, I tell people my directive, my objective, my bag, my direction is different. Like, right. I don't compare myself to any comedian. Like, everybody's like, who's your idol? Who do you look up to? I was like, I honestly don't look up to anyone specifically. I look up to a group of people that are continuously getting better. It doesn't really, like, a lot of people say, like, oh, you remind me of Dave Chappelle. You remind me of, like, you know, uh, 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 Chris Tucker, like you know, no, Chris Rock, fuck Chris Tucker, that name stuck in my head. Chris Rock, um, yeah, yeah, Chris Rock. I never, I never wanted to be right. on TV, like, I don't want to be like a star type shit. I'm like, bro, I do a lot of illegal things, it, it's not gonna take much to find some <laughs> dirt on me. <laughs> I don't want to be in that spotlight. I would rather be the person that famous people know instead of the famous person that everybody knows. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. If you're if you're that if you're if you're hanging out with all of them and you're just that guy in the background of all of the things going on, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So but like one of the making- first nights I met Damian Turner, he um he took me out. We, we went outside to smoke a joint, is what it is. I brought a joint and I was like, let's go smoke this. So we were smoking a joint. And this was, uh, I had a booked Mike at the Skull, 
and Ron White bumped a couple of nights of open mic. You've there. been you've been bumped by too. some some high level comedians. I yeah, it's, I was it's, there that night too. Uh huh. Okay, so well, I I, I didn't go there that night because it, it got bumped. But you were booked for it, right? Did you mm-hmm. still end up going to see Ron White? Yeah, I, I performed that night. Oh, you did. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Well, I, I got bumped completely. So, uh, <laughs> so the next time I was at the skull, I was smoking a joint with <laughs> Damien. Stories. And I, I told him I was like, well, my next, like my next open mic, I was like, I was going to lead with this joke. I was going to lead with, uh, I got bumped last month, so Ron White could work on new material. There's an oxymoron. Ron White's new material. And uh, and Damien was like, Damien was like, God damn. He's like, you're gonna you're gonna kill in the green room. And I was like, that's what I'm going for, honestly. And he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, you don't want to just do that. He's like, you gotta kill in the in the front too. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know how to get get because I again being brand new to that to the comedy game. You know, uh, we literally the first time we both did it was less than a year ago. Still, it was November uh-huh. last year. We're so, close, but yeah, less than a year. But uh, but so uh, being new, just to be clear, this podcast was supposed to be like follow us along on our journey, not like hey, we're comics now. Listen to what we say about comedy or any any of that shenanigans. Um, but but I respect the hierarchy. Uh, for for sure and it's like i'm not trying to i mean if i'm being honest i know you gotta you gotta pay your dues and and all of that i'm ready to skip any lines that i can skip without <laughs> as stepping many as on possible people. like i'm not trying yes. to be cutthroat or anything but if i see a shortcut to the front of a line i'm gonna take it you know what i mean but yeah, i but, respect um, that yeah. that seniority aspect of it and and that sort of thing so this is kind of going like full all the places with, I didn't want to go. This is kind of coming full circle with like uh, where we were going before earlier with the whole Tyler and quote unquote black right. famous thing. Black, so yeah, black rooms versus white rooms in Atlanta. Yeah. So what it's comedy is a, a spectrum and success and how good somebody is, is not directly relative to how hard somebody works at it. Right. Right. Cause I know some comedians that I personally do not think are funny. Like, I don't think they're very funny. Like I think they're humorous, if you will. Right. I don't think they're like uh-huh. killers every time they go, they've been doing Say it for years. We'll make Gabe edit them out. I'm just kidding. Hold on. Let me finish. <laughs> let me finish. Give us the list. Let let me <laughs> um, like they have been doing this, if not a very long time, but they work very hard at it. They have, rooms that they put on they host a lot of shows they've made a lot of connections um and they do practice their craft and they're on all these other social media apps you know they got podcasts they have comedy albums recorded this that and the third and then you know i'm like so it doesn't really matter i learned this a month or two into doing stand-up it doesn't really matter what i personally think is funny if yes. people are laughing, if people are spending their money on it, if they are entertained. The point of this okay. is, hold on, the point of this is to not yeah, no, I'm most entertaining, but to be entertaining enough. 
And it all depends on what your goal is. Like, I don't want to be the funniest comedian to have ever existed. I thoroughly enjoy doing stand-up comedy. Now, unfortunately, you know what I'm saying? I would do this for free, but unfortunately, I found out that there's a market and they're paying people uh-huh, for it. Uh-huh. So that now makes me tell people that I need to be paid if I'm going to do X, Y, Z. I'll do shows for free. I'll tell people that all the time. And they're like, well, how much do you charge? Uh-huh. I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? And they're like, well, can you head yeah, on? It depends. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, it depends. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I work with you. Is anyone getting paid? No, no one's getting paid. How long you want me to do? Five, 10 minutes? Yeah, I'll yeah. do it. It's exposure. Yeah, what's the crowd look like? That's great. If, you know what I'm That's saying? Great. Am I getting I mean, in front of people? What's the crowd looking like? I don't even fucking care. Right. Like, like whenever I go to shows and there's only like five or six people there, people are like, man, I'm so sorry no one showed up. I'm like, bro, I don't fucking care. There's two bartenders and three bus boys. They about to get this right. work. That's great. Yeah. No, I, 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 that's, that's, I just want to go up. It's even, even if I eat shit and yeah. even if, if I eat shit in front of three people in a parking lot, <laughs> which has happened. Uh, Hell yeah. I have, about. I have, We're about. I have I, both I eaten shit in a parking lot and killed in a parking lot. Uh, I mean, for killing for a parking lot, you know, uh, adjusted for for deflation. Uh, it's yeah, but um, but yeah, I just want to go up. It's therapeutic for me, regardless of whether or not I do well. I mean, sometimes you do so well, it's not good for you in any way, shape, or form. You do so poorly, rather. Um, but but usually, even when I don't do well, it's like okay, but I know that that doesn't work, and and I need to work on it or abandon it you know and and so that that's that's still a positive that comes out of bombing most of the time but sometimes it's just so bad it's like no we're not going to talk about that night anymore (laughs) we're just going to delete that memory god you you had an insta story probably six months ago well i guess at least six months ago uh telling a story of a bomb and you said you could hear the ice melting behind the bar. And I will never <laughs> forget that for the rest of my life. So I've, I, I've, so episode, I couldn't tell you which one, but on some episode of this exactly very podcast, I shouted you out for that because it was so goddamn good. That was the worst bomb that has ever happened to me. And it's almost been one year to the day since it happened. Oh, man, that's great. That's the date great. was October... 10th 2019 it was at a monticello's it's a black room re sims room in here in marietta it's like five minutes away from the house like i used to walk to that show because it was so close okay oh my god so this night was a fucking setup (laughs) (laughs) they set me the fuck up bro like that's the oh like i'm a very analytical person like csi type mentality like i i analyze shit like oh this happened because of this they should never mix live music with comedy okay i'm not gonna argue so, with that Maurice sims has never yeah, had a been show. in the middle of it well no Maurice sims has never had a show where people don't show up every night he has a show he's over capacity okay every night okay so Monticello's was like a newer room. It was like a bar type lounge type room. And, you know, 
every night I went, it was like in a lounge type bar type area. And I knew there was a second area to the restaurant area, whatever, but I never went in there. And this night I show up and nobody is in the bar area, not even the bartenders and shit. So I call Maurice and I was like, yo, is the show going on still? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear people screaming, partying going on. I was like, are you at Monticello's? He was like, yeah. So I hang up, go in the back room, bro. It's like fucking club Onyx in this bitch. (laughs) 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 It's fucking Magic City in here, bro. (laughs) Fucking magic city. People are blowing gas. I'm from I'm from Atlanta, by the way. I don't know if we cover that. Like I live in San Jose, but I moved here from Atlanta. So like I I I know all of the fucking who are watching or in the future that are gonna watch in Magic City (laughs) in the most extravagant strip club you've ever laid your eyes upon. Yeah. There is not a flat booty bitch in sight. Like (laughs) no. Fuck um, no. There is not a I'd go as far as to say there's not a natural ass in sight. There's fucking implants a, a, a plenty. Bro, and this is what a lot of people don't know about Magic City. They have spectacular wings. I have heard that. I I have heard that. Yes. Their food yes. is made by yes. actual gourmet uh-huh. chefs. Their yeah. menus, they yeah, legit chefs, and lamb chops in that bitch. Fucking hilarious. I've heard great things about the Cheetah's kitchen as well. Cheetah too. Yeah. It is the oh. it is the opposite of the Claremont Lounge, basically. Right. Yeah. Because you better not eat some food that comes out of the fucking Claremont Lounge. No. God damn! Out of Claremont or Follies, I've, so <laughs> I I yes. feel like at least yes. at least growing up, I I assumed that I needed some sort of uh like uh I needed someone to vouch for me basically to get into most of the places we're talking about. Not the Cheetah, obviously, but uh, but I I would love to go to Magic City, but I feel like I would just like be asked to leave. No, they would just ask you for cocaine. I don't. I don't. I have <laughs> nothing to offer them in that department. When I they would ask. ask to leave. I don't know what the rules are, and that's why I wouldn't go in alone. They would ask if you said no. They would then ask, "Why are you here? Just, what are you doing then?" And that's the thing. The fuck, who are you? I just. You got no coke now. You a cop. That's that's what exactly. <laughs> yes. I got. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh-huh. I don't want to be. Okay, anyway, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So the setup. My whole life. <laughs> that's happened far too much in both of our lives. Far too many times have I been asked if I'm a cop. The setup. So anyway, I get there. Alton Walker's there. Wellington Ojuku. Um, Marvin Hunter, and who else? Kelly Kells and Reggie Cush. Um. We don't see Maurice, bro. We look and we look and showtime starting, whatever, whatever. And then we find out just hearing from other people that 112 is appearing and mystical. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. So 112 gets up, starts singing their classics, Cupid, all their classic uh-huh. peaches oh. and cream. I need it because no. <laughs> so everyone's max vibing. I'm vibing in that bitch. I'm two stepping. Uh-huh. Something serious. Having a good time. Uh-huh. I ordered a drink. Then, you know, Mystical comes on. 
does it, uh, you know, the tarantula got the move coming from the tarantula, you know, doing his thug. <laughs> danger, <laughs> danger, you know. I got one more song. Yeah, I love it. I got one more song for y'all. Guess what? And they, everybody was like, What? He goes, I came in with my dick in my hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I'm in that bitch. I don't even know the lyrics. I'm just making the loud noises. Yeah, just sounds. It doesn't fucking matter at that point. Anyone can <laughs> sing along to any mystical song at any point and not. Doesn't matter. Danger. Just say danger. You, every you couple also seconds. do that. Yeah. As long as you hit that danger, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of it's just fluff anyway. Let's be honest. Right. So he gets off stage. Walker goes up. Everybody's it's electric (laughs) dynamite in that bitch. And like Alton was like, who birthday is it tonight? Everybody said it's their birthday. It was 300 people's birthday that night. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody. Everybody who was sober enough to raise their hand. It was their birthday that night. Yeah. Yes. So there are there's so many sparklers going around. It looks like there's a fire that can happen at any moment. And he was like, if it's your birthday, get on stage. I'm gonna get y'all a shot. So he had a bottle. Oh no. He started pouring hella shots. It was like maybe I I like it was like 15 women, about 15 or 20 women on stage. And then he was like, on the count of three, everybody drink with me. One, two, three, happy birthday. He took the shot. And all the women on stage made like a stank face. And he was like, What's wrong? He said, like, Oh, y'all don't like water? I got y'all a shot of water. Like y'all ain't water. <laughs> and then, like everybody was like, "Oh, that's fucked up, whatever, whatever, whatever." Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, "Hey, hey, look, look. If y'all didn't know, you about to find the fuck out. We got a great comedy show going on for y'all tonight. Make some noise for your first comedian, Pierre." And I was like, "Oh, oh no, he didn't know." <laughs> oh goddamn! As Just like immediately straight into you. Straight Fuck. to me. I didn't sign up. I didn't even see Maurice. Uh-uh. <laughs> so Alton put me up because he looked and I looked at him and made eye contact. It's like you ever be at the strip club and may accidentally make eye contact with a stripper and she come over to you asking if you want to dance. You're like, I ain't mean to look at you. Um so I go up. Oh, bro, I, I I swear for God, like you, like I knew this wasn't gonna go well. <laughs> like, and I was like, "Hey, what up, y'all? What's happening?" And then everyone just started talking as if I wasn't on stage. And I was like, "Oh, okay, this is what we doing tonight." And I said, "I would ask y'all to shut the fuck up, but it looked like about fifty of y'all got pistols up front." And they was like, "Hell yeah, we got guns." I was like, "All right." <laughs> That's so brutal. You want to regroup after that? That's so fucking rough. It's it's yeah, already just, here's the thing. It's already rough when you're getting the just like nothing from a bar crowd anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like you're just like I'm talking the back of everybody's fucking head. But you know it. You were right. At least half of those motherfuckers had pistols. So yeah. And I was like, bro, I know at least 50 of y'all got pistols. I said, security didn't even check me when I walked in. And I was like, I would say it's because I don't look threatening. And then everybody started laughing. And I was like, oh, y'all don't think I got a pistol on me. (laughs) um, 
And then I started getting to my, I, this is, I know the issue now, but at the time I didn't, but I started going through mm-hmm. my jokes, my material, none of it was landing. And then at one point it just got so quiet that I just heard the bartender scoop ice and I heard it hit the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I ruined everybody's birthday. <laughs> Even motherfuckers who it wasn't their birthday. They saw one twelve, yeah, one tweezy, here, and, yeah, and then mystical, and then with mystical, his in hand. and they surely thought that DMX was following. Had to they, be right. That's the only next option. Maybe, maybe Kilo Ali. I don't know who who who. Do, uh, it was Kilo Ali. He came the next Flow Rider. Maybe like okay. maybe Flow Rider. Okay, I could see that. I could even see Soldier Boy. You know, but someone who's fallen off. <laughs> they less brought than out childish, and twelve was coming. They brought out, out me, uh-huh. Wildish Gambino. You better fucking trademark that shit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Donald Glover company. Uh, <laughs> God damn. That's, yeah. And I, I saw Maurice Sims give me the world's most furious light. <laughs> like, it was flashing. He was like, no, 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 no. You gotta go. <laughs> I didn't even know where he was. I, I was looking for the light the moment I got on stage, and <laughs> I just could not find it. Um, the first thing is first. Let me find this light. Let, let me know. Let me know when my time is up. I didn't even say, oh, "All right, yeah. that's oh, my time." I saw the light, and uh-uh. I started walking towards the stage. To uh-uh. get no, oh goddamn! Then oh, Reggie Cushman, like Alton Walker. Gets the microphone, like I hand it to him, and he was like, "Oh!" And have you ever, Clay? Have you ever seen Wellington Ojuku perform? Yes, a couple of times. So you know he does those impressions, right? Yes, yes. Have you heard him do the Terrence Howard impression? Oh, I don't know if I have. So have you seen Hustle and Flow? Mm-mm, no, I'm sorry. Well, anyway, Terrence Howard <laughs> sounds like a country dude from right. like Tennessee. I, 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 I'm pretty sure I know. His voice in that. I've seen clips. I'm, I'm pretty sure. So premise. I don't know how it is in your comedy culture because you ain't really been doing it that long. Mm-hmm. But in black rooms, if you I bomb, feel like, I feel like that was a slight. I feel like that was personal. Yeah. But, but a will. I haven't seen you in black rooms. I'm saying, Yo, young exactly. ass bitch. Yeah. yeah. Shit. Though yeah. so, uh, Derek Nicholson is trying to get me specifically. So he told me he's like, you're gonna have opportunities because we're friends. Uh, uh, you know, Derek. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we're friends, and I, I was going to his room all the time, his parking lot, I should say, uh, as often as I could. And so he's like, "You're gonna, you're gonna go do some black rooms with me." And I was like, "Cool." I was like, "I, I, like, I've been waiting for someone to invite me because I don't want to just show up and 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 I'm not ready right. to eat yeah, shit in a black room." That. And here's the thing. Uh, you know, uh, is it David Perdue who it's had a, the bit? It is a different type eating? of eating shit. If you eat shit in the black room, it's harder. It's right. it is it's a little rougher because they're not subtle about showing you that you're exactly. not nothing. Exactly. They're not subtle about shit. I've got either way. That's silence. the thing, though. They're not subtle <laughs> about letting letting you know you did well or about letting you know you ate shit. Either direction, they're gonna let right. you fucking know. Yeah, and I I have gotten used to silence. I can deal with that when I'm uh, having an off night, but 
David Perdue, I'm pretty sure, is the guy who talks about um, how he, when he was at Morehouse, they shook their keys at a 15 year old. Oh, that's that uptown. 15 year old Chris Brown. Yep. Have you heard that story though? Yeah, that's David Perdue. Yeah, that, that that's is fucking. So I heard him do that, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't, I, I can't just dive right into that. I need, I need time. I need to get better before I go do." You're that. not ready so, for a key shake? No, definitely not. I, I would crumble. I would crumble. Um, <laughs> If I got, if fair. I was there and a that's hook fair. came out and around my neck and like pulled me oh, off God the stage, damn. I oh, could yeah. live with that because it's like, all right, but at least I don't have to stand there. At least I don't. So, at least my time's up. You know. <laughs> so in in black rooms, this is what I was saying earlier. In black rooms, if you bomb, okay. Mm-hmm. So if you do good, premise. If you do good, people stick the fist out for the fist bump. Okay. When you get off. Okay. When you kill, you do good. They either look at you, nod like, "Yeah, you got the juice now," uh-huh. type shit. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Or they pound it, right? Right. If you bomb, they don't make eye contact with you. Okay. okay. If you bomb, there is no pound, only because uh-huh. bad energy transfers. So they don't want to touch <laughs> you or Fair. even speak uh-huh. to you. They don't want any of that coming their yeah, way. I feel like fresh I feel off like, a bomb, fresh uh, off a hot bomb. Uh, uh, you gotta go. You're untouchable. You are untouchable. So yeah. when I got off stage after you know that travesty, Wellington Ojuku walks straight up to me, holds his hand out for a handshake. Pre-COVID, holds his hand out for a handshake. Not even a fist bump, a handshake. Mm. I just look at him real confused. And he was like, bring it in, brother. <laughs> I was like, what? And he was like, bring it in. I went to go shake his hand. And he shook, grabbed my hand, and then took his other hand, grabbed my elbow like a pastor, and then looked me in the eye. Like how Terrence, and then sounded like Terrence Howard from Buffalo Flow. And he was like, and he was like hey, man, this shit ain't easy, man. Don't let this shit break you, brother. <laughs> and I was like, fuck you. And he was like, no. <laughs> he was like, no, not fuck me. You fucked yourself tonight. <laughs> you he fucked said, you ever, you fucked you, you and nobody else. He said, you bombed in the eyes of 200 people <laughs> at once. <laughs> uh, that's brutal. And I was like, I was there. He goes, really? Because it looked like you left your body and you just left your soul. Oh, fuck. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, but he wasn't taking into account the uh, the birthday ruining that took place, the shot of water. He wasn't. That's, Listen, I mean, after I got off stage, own your bombs, Reggie, but Reggie Kush there were goes on stage and he was like, hey, look, everybody shut the fuck up. And then everybody shut up. He said, "Y'all is not about to do me." Yeah, like, like you do. I did this first nigga up here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I drove. Fuck that. I took a Uber pool uh, here from Little Five Points tonight." <laughs> <laughs> and he was, and then everybody started laughing. 
Everybody else did so well that night. And this is the thing. If you bomb, you can't leave after you bomb. You have to stay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I get that. It's like if you play baseball and you strike out and then just go home. Do you uh, do you know Bo Mike? So that was that night. I oh god, that was my worst bomb. That's that's really what what did you say? Do you know what? Pierre, do you know Bo Mikeadelic? Yes. Okay, I, I got I got a fist bump from him after a, a set once, and then uh, uh, that's that's about it. I mean, I get I get you know good set from the white comics, but but you were explaining the. You get it. You get a fist bump, <laughs> I, and now I'm like, oh, I got a fist bump. It is a oh, different like, thing. Okay. It is. It's it's a little like it's a lean back of the head, and it's a a good set. Right. That's it. That's okay. all you get. That's a, it's a different thing. It's a completely different thing. Yeah. Like if a black person talks to you and says good set, you had a good set because if you didn't, you, you murdered. Didn't. Are you kidding me? You fucking. You might as well call the Tonight Show ahead of time. That's yeah. fucking. That's a different level. Shit. And I'm gonna tell you this: if a black person comes up to you and shakes your hand or daps you up, uh-huh. you fucking uh-huh. killed. Yeah, you're about to get your own show on Netflix. That's what. That's what okay. just happened. You, that's, your, that's your pass right there. That's your pass. Yes. God damn it. Yes. Okay, I got. I got to mention this. So I, after that night, I was like, hey, I feel like that's. That's something, you know, and and uh-huh. so I literally wrote a bit that I have bits that I want to do, but I like I don't want to come off uh, the wrong way. So like I, I I joke about how I need to run some bits by a black caucus first before I tell them on stage. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, that's not, fair. That's because fair because I don't want to upset anyone. I don't want to hurt anyone. Do you know what I mean? So I wouldn't want to say something that would be misconstrued, and I'm not educated enough to know everything that's misconstrued. No, I've I've got a good friend of mine who's not a comic, but he's funny in that way and also black. And anything I I do racial that I run by him first. So yeah, I totally get like, yeah, that's a, that's a legit, that's a good pathway. Like, like make sure this shit I'm saying is funny and not just fucked up. Right. So, so after that, after I got the, the fist bump from Bo, I, I wrote a bit that I never did on stage at any point uh, about how, like, I feel like when you get dabbed from a black guy as a white guy, I feel like I'm not saying it's an inward pass, but I feel like yeah. you could probably collect <laughs> 10 dabs and trade it in for a day pass. Right. <laughs> and, and so that, that was the, the extent of the joke. And I was like, I'm, I don't ever want to do that on stage, though, because I don't I don't know what the reaction no, is. No, that's funny. Do you know? That's yeah. funny. So Pierre just laughed, funny, but it's funny I'm just that saying, you said Pierre laughed. Well, You're good. he said it's <laughs> if that happens, that's a pass, and I know that's yeah. not a pass that you meant, and and no, it's not a pass. I'm honestly interested mm. in, but you know, it yeah. is a, the idea of the pass. It's is funny, funny though. So that is quite funny. And oh, I was okay, real quick. Hey, no, no, go ahead. You were actually about to say. Like, there are only maybe two white comics that I've seen at Cats consistently that kill, and they don't do what I call the cop-out or the pander. And okay. the cop-out or the pander is saying, like, 
I'm white. This happens to me. You're black. Did you know that this happens to me? Or you're uh -huh. black. Uh -huh. This happened. Uh -huh. Like, mm -hmm. I call that the cop out. So Joe Byers does yeah. the cop out. Okay. There's another comedian named Greg Lanford that does the cop out. Okay. He's an older white comic. Um, Will Foskey is the only white comedian that I have seen consistently at Cat that just speaks as it is. Because this one... People say that black people are like sensitive or like they're like hyper alert or whatever. No, black people are just aware. We know that right. you're white. Mm -hmm. We know what you mm -hmm. go through. We uh -huh. know that we judge you a little harshly. Oh, and Nick fucking <laughs> Murphy. Nick fucking Murphy. Murphy is so fucking hilarious in black rooms. <laughs> Him and Fosky. Like the last time I saw Murphy at Cats, I was shocked. And I was like, bro, what are you doing here? Like, I slick. <laughs> I was like, you piss white people off. <laughs> I was like, I'm honestly afraid for you here. <laughs> and he was like, yeah. And I said, a little bit. And he was like, that's good. That's good. It's going to be a great night. <laughs> was it? Yeah. That's a good you know, start. Yeah, I never, and this put me in a different perspective. Murphy, they get usually, like, I'm not going to lie, cats, they usually give the black comments like five to eight to ten minutes, depending on how hard you kill. Mm -hmm. They usually give like white comics like five, like a hard Two. five. Like, no, no, no. A hard Two. five. No, a hard five. A hard five. Mm -hmm. If you're eating solid dick for two minutes, Maurice is going to light you gen graciously. He's saving you. Right. For, yeah, that's right. a handshake. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a favor that he's doing there. He's right. Putting you out of your misery. Uh -huh. yes, oh, that's yes. good. I, I, that's haven't heard of, I haven't heard of anyone else who's done Because the crowd would love it if you stayed. They'd have a great time if you just stayed up there and ate shit for five but straight minutes. No, they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. Like, it's not fun. Like, and this is another thing I tell people. I've learned it from time. The crowd actually wants you to do good. They do not want okay. you to yes. the bomb. They don't want it. Yes, but it's also fun if you've had enough drinks in you and somebody's bombing to give them That's a little shit. That's fun for you and me because we... That's for fun for you, for like, yeah. but for real, though, like, honestly, people want you to do good. They want to laugh. They want to be entertained. Yeah. So, like, That's what they're you, there for. Yeah, obviously. When you yeah. start Sometimes. bombing and you know you're bombing and you start feeling <laughs> anxious... They also feel anxious for you. They just express right. that's fair. Ways. That energy goes out into the room. Yeah, it does. So, now, how many times have you been somewhere where comedy was unexpectedly thrust upon the audience, though? Many places, many times. Yeah, that's, you that's a different vibe. That. You have to acknowledge that, right? But like this night, Nick Murphy, he didn't think he was going up. He got like bumped like five or six times, and like Nick Murphy's a regular, like at six different places. Like he's fucking right. hilarious. He's great. And I don't know Maurice, him, but I, I've seen him plenty of times. Maurice puts him up, and this is the first time I've witnessed black people actually trying not to laugh at him because he's white. <coughs> oh, <coughs> putting some effort into it. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. They were actually trying not to laugh. The shit he was saying was funny, and I kept hearing like little snickers, and then other people kind of snicker, but they weren't like laughing. And then Nick mm -hmm. said something about it. It was like his first like minute on stage, and he was like, "All right, I think uh, I 
think we need to acknowledge something here that uh, I am not black, uh, not even a little bit. It feels like my hair is actually brown. Uh, um, and this is like during you just the have to tackle it. You have to hit it face on, otherwise it's yeah, there. Not a protest and like the Black Lives Matter shit and like you know George Floyd. And he was like, "Listen, I know people that you know usually vote Republican don't do too well over here." He goes, "I'm a firm Democrat. Uh, you know, I, I smoke the weed." Every now and then he was like, and, <laughs> and, and I had sex with like five black chicks during these debates. Like being an ally. <laughs> right <now. laughs> yeah. And then like everybody started laughing and then he, he just started talking and then people were like, he had people in that bitch folding over sideways after about two minutes. And then he just kept pushing through and I was like Murphy and he was like, yo. And I was like that was beautiful for me to see. And he was like, uh, he said he started out doing comedy at Cat's Cafe only, only in black rooms. Oh, wow. That's a wow. strategy. And one that, I, don't I was like, my, my first booked room, which was literally the week before the shutdown here in California, I, I got my first booked room and I had my second one lined up and shut down. And and it's been that way since I'm I'm going up this coming Wednesday, but that's the first time I've been up in like six months. But but that's fucking fuck. I forget what my point was. God damn it. Oh, that'll happen. <laughs> I it was the fifth dab. It was the fifth one. It, it's always that one. It's that's always number five. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so but um, fuck. To switch a topic though, like the Tyler Chronicles thing. Oh, so you were talking about the guy who only worked in black rooms. That's that's where I was going with. The, the, my first book room was a black room, and it was like the intimidation factor at first. Like this is my first. It's two things, right? It was my first black room and my first book room, and I was like, all right, well, this is you gotta you gotta set yourself like you gotta second you know set the bar on two levels. So it was it was a lot of you know it was fun, but it was a lot of pressure to like all right don't don't fuck this up. On, on two levels, make yourself not able to perform in a whole you know, room. Well, this I'm going to say this. Uh, some people say black rooms are tougher. They're not. The only difference is, like, black people are very... The, I would say the start is tougher, but as soon as you get going, it's better. Well, not not even really that. It's word economy is the big... I learned that from Jeff um, Foxworthy. Yeah, Jeff Foxworthy. Uh-huh. He, uh, it's, he was like, so have you ever had a set where you said the same joke a hundred times and it's killed a hundred times. And one time you say it and then it, it doesn't kill. Like it doesn't even get like the same sort of reaction. Chuckle. And you're like, Chuckle. yeah. And you're like, what the hell? Like what the, you know, and then you go back and you listen to it and you said one word differently or mm-hmm. said it in a mm-hmm. different inflection differently than you normally say it, or you said it a little sooner or a little later than you normally do. And it caused a completely different reaction. And he was like, uh, so after he said that, that let me know, like in black rooms, they're very particular. You got one chance to say a joke, right? You can't be like, ah, fuck that joke up. Actually, what I meant to say, none of that. Oh, yeah. You you say it (laughs) and you can't be like, well, I didn't mean like all black people do this. Nope. (laughs) No, you got to double down. You better be sure as fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So I I I will say if I butcher something, I'm I'm just like, oh my bad, moving on. We're we're not we're not 
One time in a parking lot, they were like, no, no, we couldn't hear you. I, I got to the punchline. <laughs> and then they're like, no, no, we couldn't hear you. And I was like, oh, well, that's terrible news. We're moving on. And they're like, no, no, do it again. <laughs> like, I just thought you didn't lot. like my joke. <laughs> this was Okay, so what happened? The mic died. And so I'm yelling. At oh, a fuck lot. a and dead mic. Ah. Semi truck drives by. <sighs> And they're like, oh, we didn't hear that. And and then they come and they hand me a microphone and it works. And I'm like, all right. And they're like, tell us that thing again. And I'm like, I'd rather not. And they're like, no, no. And I'm just like, I don't want to do it again. again and they're like, no, no, what was it? And so I had to tell it again. And it was it was rough. But but surprisingly enough, that's the night that I killed in the parking lot, not the night that I ate shit in a parking lot. So uh, and like but that. yeah, I it's the I, I had, I'll tell you about the one night I was supposed to do a black room. I it wasn't booked; it was just a, a open mic. But it was it was one of Derek's room, and he wasn't there. He was out of town, so uh, I forget which. Oh, secret. Do you know secret? Secret what? Kamal. I do not. Kamal. Secret. Yeah, secret genius. Yeah, yeah. secret genius. Yeah. So it, he was hosting that night. And uh, we got there, and we met, and I met a guy named Tuck and a couple of other guys. Hey, and, be Tuck. And I was the only white person there. There was uh, Doug Zito was there. I don't know if you know Doug Zito. I do. Um, but I was the only white person there, and we were sitting in the parking lot for 45 minutes before everyone was like, yeah, so the owner of the restaurant is not coming to open the restaurant tonight. And I was like, okay, okay, all right. So that was the night that I was supposed to do my first black room. And, you know, one of the guys, after after about 30 minutes, one of the, the fellows that was there referred to the, the CPT. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm glad somebody said it because I wasn't going to. I was not <laughs> not even but, a but chance. Just the the irony of that. I'm like, I'm gonna do the, my first black. I'll tell you something right now. If you've never said what you just told me on stage, write that down right now because that will work in a black or a white. That, room. Yeah, the, the first time I do a black room, I'm telling that story for sure. I'm telling you, no, write that down. Yeah, do that right now. That is one of my flaws. I have lost entire Netflix specials because I oh, haven't. Right? Oh, oh god, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> It's that uh, story's written down. That uh, story's written please down. write that I, I down. Do, I'm not playing with you right now. So Type it. that's why next. next that's a great. That's a great pivot point because uh, one of the other things that Gabe and I do because so we've known each other since we were like 11 or 10, something uh -huh. like that. Um, long, far too long. And uh, but Dude, we, that's two and a half decades. That's so fucking long, long to know time. another person. We, we do some writing too, and I know that uh -huh. you have been because I, I follow your Insta stories. I don't always respond. I'm not trying to lurk or nothing, yeah. but I, I, I do, you know. And you, I saw that you submitted a packet for Stephen Colbert, and I don't even know, like, who do you get in touch with to submit a packet? So, so I feel like you're further along in your journey as a writer. We have, you know, an outline for an animated series. And the first handful of scripts for the first season written uh, uh -huh. for it, and and so we're we're in that world, and you know, I'm just I'm curious. I don't know how much time you have left. To we've been going for a minute, so 
Um, no, I got a little time but, left. What you want to know? What's up? Okay. So, no, I'm just curious. So, uh, so like, how do you get that process started? Like, right. you Let's, know what I'm saying? Like, how do you find that your avenue journey to, that, at least? Not that to even fishing for submit advice, some but, shit to something like yeah, that. Yeah. How yeah. did you get to the point where you even know what Colbert's people are looking for and, and that sort of thing? It's, <laughs> it's also foreign. You know, that's hilarious because I had no fucking idea what I was doing and I still don't. <laughs> that's, that's, right. that's okay. That's, that's the if best. I'm, if that's I'm what I want to hear. That's, that's where we are. That's perfect. I'll be, I'll be a thousand percent with you. So, <clears throat> um, so obviously you've heard my getting pulled over joke, right? I don't know that I have. Oh my God. It's the joke where I speak like yeah, five languages. I don't think so. I don't think I have. Good. I'm not telling you. Anyway, but (laughs) this man's man's a professional. He's like, I'm not going to walk through a joke on a podcast. podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Because every other comic would. Thank you. I'll do it, but I can also send you the link. (laughs) Yes, that's better. We'll we'll link that yeah, shit to this yeah, episode. Gonna, That's way we're better. In this with a plug, so the last yes. thing people hear is yes. but like where so my it. joke. That's my joke. That's my bread and butter. That's my baby. <sighs> I have been working on this joke okay. since I've started comedy, um, and it developed from one minute to about fifteen. Okay. Um, it is literally an That's entire. Fucking, that's good. That's a good progression of one minute joke that turns into a whole fucking headlining set. And when that's I tell her, that's good. Minutes <laughs> is phenomenal. It is golden. I'm not, I don't brag on myself. I'm not proud of anything besides this one. It's not even a joke, it's a fucking novel. <laughs> you should be. By the way, real quick, real quick, let me, let me pause and take a step back. You should brag on yourself because you're funny as fuck. Like legitimately, you you are a very very funny human being, and that's not that's not something that you should take lightly because that's not an easy thing to do. So you I'm, you should I'm, brag on yourself. Just a little bit, at least a little bit. Modest. You should you should get comfortable with bragging on what you're good at, and you're good at being funny at the very. I least. am so proud of this one story, but it's that one. I remember two years ago, I posted it on YouTube and one of my best friends is a filmmaker, a music director. Like he travels the world making movies and all this other shit. He called me. I posted it, went to bed. Woke up the next morning. Or, huh? (laughs) It's like, can I get his number or? (laughs) We'll we'll, we'll get there one day. All right, all right, that's fair. But he, um, that's, that's the third, the third time we have you on. All right, that's fair. That's, that's he, fair. Um, he calls me. He called me. Usually, we just like text or DM or whatever. He was one of the first interviews I've ever did with Rady PG. He might have been episode one. His name is Chase Walker. But um, anyway, he called me. I was like, I'm sorry. He was like, real, real quick, I'm sorry to interrupt. Rated PG. What is that? Uh, rated PG. That is uh my podcast or my oh vlog series. I didn't on know you had. See, I didn't see. I didn't know. This is why it's important. Are you serious? Well, no. He, again, he's in San Jose. He's in San. Yes. Jose. Oh, you and uh, I have spoken one night, and that was it. That yeah, I moved. So I I went I back know, to the. I know what. I know, know what rated PG was, but I was letting him introduce. That's fine. No, 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 that's fine. I just wanted. I, I wanted. Doing you know. My name is it sounded like you were like, oh, tell us about that. Well, short story, my my 
government name is Pierre Gaiton <laughs> PD. <laughs> My Christian name. That's all right. <laughs> I don't even say Christian, I say government. And my government name is Pierre Gaiton because he's like, is it rated PG? I'm like, absolutely not. Not even a little bit. Pierre, sorry. I'm sorry. Pierre what? Gaiton. Gaiton. That's so fucking French. That is yeah. delightfully French. I ho- my birth name is Pierre Lavelle Gaiton. God damn it, that's, that's good. That's a lot. My opening that's so joke- good. The only thing more French than that is Pierre Escargot. Literally, the only thing more French. (laughs) That's slick my opening joke. Whenever they introduce me, I always say Pierre Escargot. And I come out and I'm like, hello, governor, with a British accent. And then people just laugh. They look very confused. And I was like, Pierre Escargot is not my government name. That is an alias because I have two warrants. (laughs) Nice. Um, I'm like, oh. Yes. I have three brothers. This is true. David, Dominic, and Derek. If you're wondering why my mom named me Pierre Lavelle Gaiton, well, I don't think she wanted any more D in her life. God damn. Uh, That's a good joke. That is a good your mom joke against your own mom. Yeah, but Rady PG, I do before COVID. I would do interview series asking comedians virtually the same thing, how they got started, how do you right. get booked, where do you perform at, your worst bomb, um, how do you develop material, you detail stories, shit like that. And I've right. had, I think, 97 different interviews with different comedians um, on my channel, including B-Tuff, including like Juku, okay. all these other people we've been talking about, Joe Smith, Damian Turner. I was yeah. there to start Damian Turner's first night performing stand-up comedy. Oh, nice. How oh, long really? That? How long has he been Shit. in the game? Because he's so... He, he started, I think, like two or three months, maybe, no, maybe like four months after, four or five months after me, and then he became a regular. Or oh, a after you. Okay. Nice. Before he I did. Yeah. Before you did. Okay. And when did you start? I started in like two December 2016. 16. Okay, so so four years, four and some change. Like three and some change, but pretty much four years. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. But I didn't take it seriously until about two years ago. Right. So I did. I went up in November that that first time with Chris Tucker, and uh, it sounds so much more sexy. The nineteenth. Say it that way, but. Um, I went up in November and then uh, I, I emailed him that night and I was like, when can I do it again? And the next available night that he had was January 24th. And I'm like, that's a long time. And so I was yeah. like, all right. And so then nothing happened. I didn't go up anywhere. And then January rolled around and I was like, I'm going to, I need to practice before I go up at the skull again. And so I went and, and, hit every open mic night i could f- from january until the everywhere too not not just like no not just yeah i was going to athens and duluth and fuck you went everywhere you could find an open mic yep i was going up uh four or five nights a week and then saturdays i'd go up twice so oh uh, do you miss that fuck man going up almost every night of the week God yeah. damn it! Did we uh-huh. take take that for granted? Like legitimately, shit. Well, we didn't I know. just I had just gotten to the uh. point where I felt like, okay, I'm doing this 
enough times a week to really give it a shot and see if mm-hmm. it's going to work, you know? Yeah. And then, and then it all screeching shut the fuck down. fucking. We couldn't halt. have picked a worse fucking time to start doing stand up comedy. There are oh, some comedians right now at some shows, and they're like, hey, man, so like, <laughs> how do you get booked on these shows? And I'm like, honestly, if you ain't getting booked before the pandemic, you, you ain't had to have been happy. performing already. That's yeah. what. <laughs> I said, bro, good fucking luck getting a tape right now. Are you <laughs> right? kidding me? That's what I'm saying. Are you kidding? Yes, doomed. dude. I'm doomed. Good luck. For, for, uh, for years. But now I will say this. I think that once things are open again, I think this is going to be a big reset button for everybody else below that line. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Everybody no, who, below that line, nothing. Everybody, period. Yes. Because other than Burt so, Kreischer and his fucking, you know, drive-in theater tour, nobody's no, I, working regularly. There are states where you can just, like, you know, Texas and Oklahoma and whatever, but but, but everybody's taking a step back over this fucking Yeah, but there's there's places period. in Atlanta. Anyway. I know there's there's got to be a, a handful of people in Atlanta who are going up three, four, five times a week. I self-included. That often, you think, really? What'd you say, Pierre? I said, I, if I didn't work, I could probably hit about three, four, five mics a week. Right. Okay. All right. I was wrong. All right. I didn't. But also, over here, it's a little yeah. different. You know, now, is it safe? Absolutely not. But you can right. definitely hit it. <laughs> and that's my thing is I can't. There's still, like, I hit one. There was one mic that I went to, and the only reason I haven't went back is because there was way too there i when i walked in there were maybe 25 30 people at the bar and when i went up and i was fourth when i went up there were at least 100 7500 people in the fucking bar i was like and nobody had a mask nope. nobody everybody was just like licking each other's fucking ear holes <laughs> it was it was too much i was like nah i can't come back to this shit fuck dude so there's spots over here but it's all places like that where it's yeah. like i don't know if i want to go yeah, that's I'm trying to like, you know what places. it is, bro. People been in a house so long, they ready for the afterlife. They can't wait. They can't <laughs> wait to just like breathe some oxygen that isn't home air. Not even Fuck, that, dude. Bro. I'm like, like, y'all see the two people we got, bro. I had this conversation at work with a customer, bro. He was I. I don't talk about science, religion, or politics usually, and I don't even make jokes about those. Things. <laughs> well, welcome to our podcast. You can talk about whatever the fuck you want. Like this is nothing. I'm extremely personal. Like I said, how I perform comedy, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't like to divide the crowd. I like to bring everybody into a place that we all have been, so you can laugh together, the same exact pitch and tone, and uh, with the same velocity. So I learned this from my best friend, who's a business executive is his job title he was the corporate financial executive analyst for the executive office of SunTrust bank for seven years okay oh shit legit all he does is is sell stocks and like shit and he works like from home he drives he has two mercedes benzes and all the shit i've known him since we were like 10 um and he was like this he's like like, if you want to be successful in comedy or whatever the fuck you want to do, attribute it to, let's say it's business, right? And I was like, right. He said, if you want to make money, you got to invest in something. You're a comedian, invest in yourself. Your words are what make you money, right? And I was like, sure. He was like, it is. Listen, anyway, if yeah. you want to get, yeah. I mean, that's legit. That's a legit way to look at it. That's, 
that is your currency. Yeah. Your words, yeah, you got to attach some of your worth and what you say. What you do. Yeah. So he was like, so look at it this way. If you want to invest in a business, a property or anything, you want it to continuously have the same amount of energy, if not more, like it will never stop. Right. And I was like, cool. And he was like, so three things that you should invest in that would never stop, no matter how bad the economy gets. If you're rich, poor, black, white, fat, skinny, don't speak English, doesn't fucking matter. Three things, universal. And I was like, what? He was like, family, food and sex. It's all good. So I'm just going to plug my two and we're going to see what it do. Instagram. Hey, Pierre. H-E-Y-P-I-E-R-E-1-R. Facebook. Pierre Gaiton. P-I-E-R-E-G-U-Y-T-O-N. My page is very public. Be my friend before I'm at capacity because then I'm going to act all bougie and just start blocking you. That's right. This is a two-part episode, so you'll have to stay tuned to hear Pierre elaborate. Uh, Also wanted to let you guys know something brand new. If you go to our our podcast page, anchor.fm slash golden-deuce. Sorry, that's all that was available. Uh, If you go there, there's a new button at the top. It says support. You guys can support us now. It's We've made it easy. If you want to throw us 99 cents a month, you can do that for all these new podcasts. You can help contribute, keep it going. Uh, and also, uh, just as a special treat, if you made it this far, uh, I don't know what else to do. So I think I'm going to play the whole song that you guys are used to hearing. So uh, there are no rules right now. Gabe's not here. It's real late. Yeah, I think you guys are about to enjoy uh, the the song, Spin Cycle, by For Those Who've Yet to Come Around. Sinking further down to underground Buried by a bright ambition 